0: Hey there, this is PT2 from Rothesonne in Munich and you're listening to the Decisive Podcast Special with your host Roberto Q. Ingram.
1: Hey, 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 hey. Welcome back. You are now tuned in to the Decisive Podcast Series Munich Exclusive. I'm excited today to have a cute young lady that um, I was introduced to her by Deep Down Dave, a friend of mine, is also an underground music enthusiast. And uh, over the years, we've had a lot of gentlemen, a lot of men on the show, so I wanted to kind of change the pace a little bit. Uh, Now we have a female, and I'm really happy. uh, PT2, Petra, is uh, probably the third woman we've had on the show, which is not enough, so. Today, welcome to the studio, to Inspiration Network studio, Petra Weigert. Hello, Petra, where are
0: you? Hello there. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Thanks that I can be here and uh, be part of the show.
1: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you being here with us as well. Um, I was going through your bio and what you sent me. Yep. And I picked out a couple of um, very interesting um, story. Uh, uh, story behind your your culture and your, how you were raised and where you were raised. And uh, first... I will um, try to get the people to understand what you do and why you do what you yeah. do. It's kind of important at such a young age. I won't tell you her age, I will let her tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you born and raised?
0: I was born uh, in Ingolstadt, it's a smaller city in uh, around one hour north of Munich. And uh, I was born 91, so I'm 26 now. I grew up uh, in a classic Bavarian family of carpenters and um, was born in a quiet, uh, was raised in a quite traditional way and um, went to a girls only school, um, did my apprenticeship there then I moved to Munich and then everything finally started.
1: So you moved in to Munich in 2009?
0: Um, yeah at age, six, uh, at age 18. And you were working
1: as an electrician?
0: Yeah, I first did an apprenticeship as office communication assistant and then I changed uh, the direction and did my second one as uh, an as electrician at BMW.
1: Uh, then you, I guess, later on you had an attraction to uh, electronic music, techno. Is that electrician job, was that part of the
2: start <laughs> actually, of electronic actually, music?
0: Actually, actually, it didn't really have a connection. I, uh, always at school and, and all of my life I was always interested in, in numbers, in logical things. I was always good at maths and physics and stuff like that. Um, but the combination to electronic music was just a coincidence. It doesn't have anything together. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a joke. Yeah, you never know. Some people, nerd people, uh, like some of my friends, they find the connection and I, I admire them for doing that.
1: <laughs> I, I think it's interesting the, the background where you come from and then yeah. you leave such a great opportunity at bmw to um... to
0: go further studying actually but then studying was not the final step final step then was the club
1: what exactly attracted you to electronic music
0: well like um 2011 i used to listen to metal music and went to Wacken festival and stuff like that And then my ex-roommate moved to Berlin and I visited him and we went to a weird club where I didn't understand why to stand in line and why I had to dress up like that to get in or whatever and we went in, Berghain, and went up the stairs like, okay, wow, what's that? That's techno. Okay, cool, that's it. (laughs) And that's the way I came to electronic music. By the way, Albert, if you listen to that anytime, you changed my life. Thank you for that.
1: So what happened after Birkheim? After After
0: Birkheim, of course, I started partying, um, mostly at Harry Klein at that time, because friends of mine worked there. And uh, after a while, uh, end of 2012, I started studying and thought about, yeah, okay, why not working in a club and getting money for being there every weekend anyway? So I started at a smaller club in Ingolstadt, worked there for just three times and uh, Richie, one of the former uh, Rote Sonne, um, owners came up to me like, you're working in Ingolstadt and living in Munich, that doesn't make sense at all. How long have you been doing bar uh, or bartending? Like, uh started three weeks ago. Oh, you're cool. Do you want to start at our club? And that's, that was the point when I started uh, bartending at Rote Sonne.
1: Yeah. Um, on your venture through this new techno world and buying turntables and um did you have any mentors
0: um actually most influence was from the resident teachers for frote sonne because i was there every weekend i was there from the beginning i listened to deep down philip von Bergmann, matze kramer uh, aneta party um, maxim serentiev all of those guys and i listened to their sets all of the time because i was there anyway and at the beginning you don't have to work at all at the bar until people start coming, so I listened to their sets from the beginning till the end, and that was the most inspiration I had because um, at that time, yeah. After that, I would say the most inspiration is Helena Hauf.
2: Okay, I yeah. never heard of her.
0: You never. You have to listen to her. You'll love her. Many people say when when they try to describe my style, they say she plays the perfect b- b- warm up for Helena Hauf.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, is, it, is that a compliment?
0: I think so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um,
1: after a year, you were practicing um, uh, DJing, and um, then uh, gigs in Munich started to develop.
0: Um, yeah, when I, I started uh, started DJing at uh, at a friend's party at home um, as well, and. Um, and uh, gone to MDF now, running counterweight, and I was just standing next to him, next to them, checking what they're doing. They were like, "You can't just stand there; you have to try it." Then I tried it, and one year later, I had my first gig at Rote Sonne.
1: <laughs> wow! You must have either been nervous and excited.
0: Yeah, both, both. It actually was a weird day because it was a Saturday, the second of January, 2015. And um, we had to open the club because it was a Saturday, but we didn't expect that any- anybody would come to the club because it was the 2nd of January. So we made fun of the night and did a job rotation night, like bouncer at the Kojak, bartender behind the decks, uh, resident DJ um, at the doors, And door, you were now like the resident. Yeah, it was a resident actually at, at, from the second gig. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now that must have been very challenging for you. Or-
0: yeah, it was. But it was also a great opportunity and I knew, the, I knew the place, I knew the crowd. I had the opportunity to go there practicing whenever I wanted because I had the key for the club already. So um, I did my way then.
1: And I mean that must have been tough.
0: I was kind of na- naive so I was just going there doing my thing and not thinking about everybody. Which in the end probably was a good choice. <laughs>
1: I mean, at a, such a young age, what are your what are your parents thinking?
0: Um, they probably wish I would be an engineer now, but I always tell them I can still be an engineer at what age ever. But now I'm doing the things I love.
1: Yeah, take it, <laughs> take it while you can, right? You started your own personal artist management. I guess you're doing your bookings for your uh, your events now, right?
0: on um, my um, the Tuesday Slump yeah. series. Yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, you went from. <laughs> <laughs> bar From, resident yeah to your own events
0: yeah the Tuesday Slump label and uh, event series both. what
1: started first label or events
0: both at the same time actually yeah
1: uh-huh. and you have colleagues your partners with their names yeah I started with
0: uh, Andreas Damaschun and uh, Merlin Rosbach they bring me to to um, should I say to how music is produced? I was sitting with them in the studio for like ages, and I was just um, staring at them. What do you do there? What does that mean? What 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 not does do there? and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, in the end, I started um, doing their patterns and chords because I used to play the piano and they don't. <laughs> but it was just fun. He always just recorded me when I was just doing things and I never knew what he recorded and what (laughs) not.
1: So you also studied piano?
0: I did, but just as a school kid for a couple of years. I was never good at that. I can't even read notes after like eight years. I I always had to listen to the the music I had to play after, Uh, unless that I wouldn't have any chance to play (laughs) it.
1: Okay. Let's add it up. You have the DJ. Yep. You have your events. Yep. You have the label. Yep. You have your own life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that.
1: <laughs> and you're only 26. Yep. Impressive.
0: Thank you. It it's not a lot of work if it's just fun, and that's for me.
1: Okay, so it's not a lot of work, a lot of management and fun. I mean, okay.
0: Of course, it is work, but um, it doesn't feel like work if, uh, like work if you're if you're cool with it, if you have fun doing the things.
1: And what would you say is your main focus?
0: At the moment it's the club. I became one of the five club owners of Rotterdam a half a year ago. And um, there is happening a lot of stuff at the moment. It's really exciting. I'm there every weekend and I love my team. And um, that's the... the, major point at the moment.
1: Um, I know a few of them, Upstart being one, right? Exactly. Was this a challenge replacing, uh, was it Richie or Matze?
0: Um, I was replacing Richie and uh, Ali Youn who started with me was replacing Martin, aka uh, Esse Pauli and uh, Mirko was replacing Matze. Kind of like that. So it was three going or three people leaving and three coming. The Constellation is a little different, but, so Miracle, um, Miracle, um, Stock 5 Miracle. And he was a former
1: booker at MMA. Uh,
0: exactly, and Ali Yun was too, and I always wanted to work with them, and finally, coincidentally, we ended up like that.
1: The challenge of being a DJ owner, this is more, it's a lot of business happening here with you. Where does music actually fit in in all this? How how does it fit in?
0: Um it it's all about music. It's not about doing the bar, selling beer whatever, it's about the music.
1: Yeah, what I'm what I'm trying to get at is that's a that's a long list.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: a long list of responsibilities that really each one of those steps takes nurturing i mean you got to make money for the club has to make money yeah. you have to focus on that when the club is your main goal miracles doing the booking job mm-hmm. okay. mm-hmm. and you're managing the night and the personnel what is a successful night look like to a you a successful night is a quite crowded I mean, but now not that you're a this
0: is it's it's difficult to say now a a, a really successful night is with um, it starts in the beginning when I try to set the team for the night, and everybody wants to work there. That's a successful night. <laughs> oh, okay. um, when the crowd is cool, when the music's good. Um, actually, we have a lot of successful nights at those days.
1: Ruta Sunny is a really great club.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's my home and base.
1: I know for a while they had some struggles, up and down, and you
0: know, as every club does. Yeah,
1: as every club does, and it's and and I guess new blood is great.
0: Yeah, we call the it space. the next generation yeah.
1: takeover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I also feel that this combination between this generation and the generation of experience. Exactly. Together, and
0: we, we work together in a good way. The experience and, um, and the new ideas, we got to get this down pretty well.
1: Tuesday Slump.
0: Yes, Tuesday Slump.
1: Tell me the meaning behind all this, the concept. And why? Why? What's oh, the wow. purpose? What is your sole purpose for?
0: Actually, um, Andy and Merlin wanted to start at their own label, but they were not good at, should I say? The managing of the, the label? The managing and the being straight at deadlines and stuff like that. So they took me in their team and I started first, um, I just started doing their, um, their basically business things and uh, after a while we started managing parties and I got my my first um, experiences in that and um, started with our first record with their with their first record and um, unfortunately we had a little problem with our distribution so uh, it took us like almost three years from the second release to the third but we planned the third one right now And, um, yeah, it just happened. (laughs) Because we were friends, because we had fun with music, and um, we wanted to do that.
1: Who else is part of this team?
0: Actually, it was was only us three, and um, Merlin, Quit the business because he became a daddy, and now um, focusing on that. And um, instead of him, uh, Esika became one of our crew, and it's 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 the three of us now: Andy and Esika and me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's awesome.
1: Is Dave on the team as well?
0: He's one of our resident DJs, but 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 not in the organ. He's one of our residents.
1: Um, your goal. To discover raw analog uh, feel and above all the releases um, of high quality music with an attitude. For the, this is for your label, yeah? Um, and um, to release true, the true essence of Munich techno sound. Is that correct? Is that describe what the label is about? You, interpre- you,
0: you do a lot of interpretation. We actually never thought about it that way. We, we were just doing the sound we like, doing the things we love and... Um,
1: Okay, I thought I read this yeah. in your.
0: Oh, maybe, maybe you did. Maybe Andy did one of those descriptions, but um, are you blaming me? No, just kidding. <laughs> no, it's right. um, yeah, it's about it's about passion for music. It's about passion for analog music, also. And um, I mean, after all, yeah.
1: Slump to, uh, Tuesday Slump is your baby. It's my baby. The label is your baby, so. Every, a baby must have a certain kind of baby food, you know, <laughs> there, there's a certain, there, certain must-have and, and expressing yourself through such a media is also really important, I, I, I think, and that's why it's always important for me to know and understand why and what do you expect in the end. Who, who we would, don't
0: know. We just go with it as it goes.
1: Um, how many releases?
0: We had two. We're planning the third right now.
1: And uh, who you who do you expect?
0: Um, it's probably going to be uh, Jelly Three uh, Three Thousand, the allies of Esika and Andy. Uh,
1: he's also a Munich resident.
0: Uh, Andy, my label partner, and Esika. They're both. Uh, they are Jelly Three Thousand.
1: I know. I think yeah. I saw her studio on um, Facebook. Maybe this. you
0: did, yeah. <laughs> With their little boy. Yeah. Doing yeah. doing his first patterns.
1: And um, how soon can we expect to hear any releases?
0: Definitely this year.
1: And you yourself, anything? I I, I
0: I got a lot of equipment when Merlin moved out of my apartment, and he sold a lot of his gear to me. Um, I didn't use it for like three years, and uh, then Richie came over and was like, yeah, he's starting a new record label called um, RFR. And to release a. He wants to release a track of mine, and was like, "Okay, I don't even produce. Yeah, then let's find a way to to get yourself to release." And um, I called Jonas Friedrich, whether he would be ready to um, to do a collaboration with me, and was like, "Yeah, I can't even I can't even." Um, um, Ghostwriter. <laughs> that was their idea first, but I was like, yeah, "I never want to do ghost producing. I just need a helping hand." And uh, then we produced my first track together. You happy with it? With my equipment as his studio, Um, yeah. um, I mean, it's it's my first track ever, but um, it's not gonna be embarrassing after a few years, I guess. (laughs) 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 I mean, it's a it's a basic broken beat acid track. You can't do a lot of wrong with it.
1: (laughs) Ah, super uh how many releases you had two and then who were the artists on those two releases Uh, emrad was the first one as
0: the my co-label owners um andy and merlin and the second one was uh, jakob called uh, faune yeah it was just a digital release
1: can we expect a various artist release at all
0: Uh, probably we there are so many interesting artists in munich and we catch a lot of them Um, we're listening through a lot of stuff at the moment, but um, it's gonna take a
1: while, I guess, because it's so much. What do you prefer, vinyl or digital?
0: Vinyl. I mostly play vinyl at the club, basically because I don't, I'm not able to remember names, so I always have to watch the vinyls. Like it's like the green one and the yellow one and the one yeah. with the turtle on it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Color coded. Exactly. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in 10 years
2: from now?
0: I've no idea. No? i absolutely no Five? idea. I still hope, um, I hope of course, uh, that I'm still going to be at Rote And I hope I'm going to be DJ.
1: you going to satisfy your parents at all?
0: <laughs> well actually, but in, in, in every situation in my life, I always had this 10, 20, 30 years plan. And uh, becoming a club owner was like... Totally weird, and it was was the first time in my life that I didn't have a plan like that and uh, after all, I found myself in a situation that it was the first really cor- right decision, although it was weird but and it's exciting, but I don't have a plan for the next i don't know
1: years making the decision of being a club owner, did you have to discuss this with your parents at all? did you even
0: I did discuss it with them, but i but I did my own decision
1: yeah, of course I mean yeah, but, they um, and they were
0: if- they were not very happy about it. <laughs> But in the end, um, they see that I'm happy with it and the, that I do what I love and they, they reflected themselves that they did what they loved at their age and their parents weren't happy with it either. So in the end, we're good with it.
1: I think it's really important that at your age that what you've, whatever decision you make, um of that course, yeah. you have your parents somehow somehow on board somehow yeah somehow on board it's so cool sure. it's so important no matter what and uh um, at the end of the day they will see you achieve they'll watch you they, all, they they i'm sure they only want to see the best <laughs> <laughs>
0: my mom once saw me at the club and then she realized okay that it's kind of her thing okay let's yeah, yeah, let, yeah. let her do that
1: <laughs> she won't last long there <laughs> um what is your um, inspiration musically behind the the Decisive Podcast Munich Exclusive DJ mix today?
0: Um, basically, I wanted to play some records that I usually don't play at the club, especially not at that order, because they're most of them are pretty weird, pretty broken, pretty. Um, Mm, in that constellation, it wouldn't be possible to, to do it on a dance floor, on an on a, in a normal techno club. So um, I just wanted to to hear them again, to play them in each other, and that's the way I chose them.
1: <laughs> well, I really appreciate um, you taking the time with me. This is our first live interview.
0: Thank you for your time.
1: Yeah, and. Um... I wish you much uh, success in the future and um, and uh, much success with uh, all you. your endeavors with the club. And really looking forward to hearing your, your mix and your first production.
0: Me too. I didn't hear it <laughs> yet. <laughs> I mean, mustard. Of course I heard it.
1: <laughs> thanks, thanks for being on the show.
0: <laughs> Thank you for having me.
1: All right. You heard it from the young lady. And you know who she is. You know her story. You heard it all right here on the Decisive Podcast podcast munich exclusive with pt2 live in the mix
2: Wow. Loud, <laughs> Yeah, whatever, whatever the fuck ever. Yeah. Thank you